Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. What is the game plan going out against him? The game plan is to go in there, hit him with some good Don't get hit. And uh, come home with a pocket full of cash. Pocket, pocket full of, of cash. You know what time it is? It is time for the majority decision, 10 o'clock, coming to you live from the great state of Texas right here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Greg The Truth. Co-host is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. Before we get into the show, I want to give you a chance to hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Our Facebook page is The Majority Decision. The Twitter is at MajorityMMA, so if you can be sure and follow us there. And as always, you can subscribe to the show via Apple iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, all of those great podcast mediums and other ways to listen. Thank everybody for listening. If you want to give us a call, let us know what you're thinking. Give us a call, 929-477-1077. Got a great show for you tonight. Of course, the big topic of the evening is UFC 196. Uh, McGregor versus Diaz, and we're definitely going to get into that. Before we get into that, I want to uh, just talk a little bit, real quickly. I want to hit on Bellator 151 and the main event, which was Joe Warren and Darian Caldwell. I don't know if you got a chance to see that one yet, Fayaz, but uh, very... Uh, I did not. Very impressive win by the up-and-coming Darian uh, Caldwell, he ends up putting Joe Warren to sleep with a rear naked choke. So a great win for that guy. Wow. I wanted to make a note of that. And he said, he's been saying up to the fight that he was going to leave Joe Warren stiff. And, well, he didn't leave him stiff, but he did put him to sleep. So that's a good win for, for that young guy. Absolutely, man, especially over Joe Warren. He's a tough guy. He's uh, proven over and over again that uh, he is, uh, he's, you know, that he's been champ over and over again. He's proven over and over again that, you know, he can still hang in there with the young guys. So for this guy to come in and put him to sleep like that, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Got it done in the first round too. First round as well. Three minutes, 23 seconds is the official time. So uh, for those that didn't get a chance to check out Bellator 151, hopefully you got it on your DVR. Fayaz, I know you probably do, even though I spoiled the main event for you. But uh, so be sure and well, check that out. I'm going to watch out. it anyway. I, I want to see Joe Warren go to sleep. <laughs> he's a he's a pretty big uh, he's a pretty big smack talker. 
He is still Warren is. He is a pretty he is a pretty big smack talker. And, you know, he's good at what he does and you know, whatnot, but uh <laughs> eventually there had to be a guy, right? There had to be a guy who would uh, you know, put him away completely. I, I think the last time I watched Joe Warren fight, he got his knee kind of popped. Because he he screamed on a submission. That's the last time I saw him fight. He's probably fought since then, but that's the last time I saw him fight. Yeah, and he's an older guy too, thirty nine years old. So he's you know kind of got started in the mixed martial arts game a little bit late, but um, certainly in a short time, definitely uh, helped Bellator and was one of the cornerstones of that company. You know, one of the guys that should get way more praise than Kimbo Slice or any other guy that they can throw out there. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of my view on that. But uh, speaking of news, uh, let's uh, today was the big UFC Unstoppable press conference where they get out and they set all the big main events for the next couple of months and have all the guys up there and talking about it. And um, I, I got a chance to sit down and watch it today, and I tell you what, it seems like everyone has become a trash talker. Because there wasn't <laughs> one guy up there, save uh, Alistair Overeem and uh, Ben Rockwell, who I don't think anybody even asked the poor guy one question, that didn't have something oh, no. derogatory to say about their opponent. So it was... It was quite a lively press conference today, but we got some pretty good news that came out of it. Awesome. Well, you know, it's uh, it seems to be the thing now, right? Speak your mind and and see where it goes. Um, you know, it, it seems like articulate usually uh, draws the fans on that end. So, if uh, if you are articulate and you can talk some smack and you can back it up, then you know, maybe you'll earn more fans that way, but you know it could work against you too because uh, it could it uh, it could go wrong. We saw that at the weigh-in of uh, Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm. You know, it was a tough crowd out there too. A lot of the guys that you would have thought uh, that would have received cheers actually got booed. Daniel Cormier got booed, and he was saying all the right things. And John Jones was being hit. John Jones, which is coming off completely in, ingenuous and fake, and uh, he got all the cheers. Uh, they booed Dominic Cruz. They booed Uriah Faber. Uh, they, booed, they, they booed all the good guys, basically. Yeah. So it was very, uh, very interesting, very interesting press conference. But some of the good news that we got out of this thing was, uh, uh, of course, Rockhold is going to defend against Chris Weidman at UFC 199. I think that was pretty much already a given. Everybody suspected that oh, was going to yeah. happen. But we got the announcement of the co-main event, which is going to be Dominic Cruz defending against Uriah Faber for to uh, finish up the trilogy. And, you know, when you hear guys talk trash to one another, sometimes you can tell it's a little contrived, right? Like we're selling right. the fight. But when right. you hear these two guys talk, they legitimately hate each other. These two guys take their hatred to another level. You're talking about Dominic Cruz and Uriah Faber, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. Those. Uh, those. There is. Uh, that's. I would say that's real dislike. 
there's not a uh, you know of course they're going to take emotions out of it when they fight, but they those guys don't like each other. And Dominic Cruz, you know, he's publicly stated, you know, he just he doesn't like that guy. Yeah, that guy helped me get to where I am today, but he just he does not like that guy. So, and uh, you know, Uriah is not really big on smack talking. You know, never seems like he is, but uh, when it comes to Dominic Cruz, man, that's uh, there's. Oh, he yeah, was there's in, some pa- he, there's some passion in there for sure. He was in rare form today. He was hitting uh he was hitting Dominic Cruz with baby fat remarks and looking oh, like he was soft and out of shape and had back fat. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and uh yeah, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. And and Dominic Cruz comes out and hits him with, "Well, yeah, I don't have a problem. I I'd, I'd love to beat up uh, TJ Tillishaw's grandpa." <laughs> so it was uh it was good stuff. It was highly entertaining. Wow. Wow. Hey you, you know what? Hey, I'm I'm glad the California kids get another shot at the title, man. Maybe he'll win this time. Yeah, I don't think he will. But I'd like to I, see I, him win. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him win. He's never gotten UFC gold, right? I've always been a favorite fan. So I mean yeah, I, me I wouldn't mind seeing him win, but uh, you know, I, I I don't know if he gets it done against Dominic. I think Dominic's got his number. It just seems like that, for sure, yeah. without question. Um, the other big fight uh, announcement that I don't think anybody really knew about, and this is one that I'm excited about, and that's uh, Roy McDonald and Stephen Thompson headlining UFC Fight Night 89. That's a great fight for those guys. Oh, man, I can't wait to see that fight, man. That's going to be an excellent fight. You know, both of them have reach. Steven Thompson, man, I, I want him to win that fight. Uh, he's a local, you know, he, he's kind of local, but, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's well-known around here. And yeah, I'd like to see him win, man. I'd like to see him, you know, come after Rory McDonald and see how that style kind of plays out against him. Yeah, when you talk about Styles making matchups, this is definitely a battle of Styles. Rory kind of a more of a of a wrestler, though he, he's he's come a long way in his stand up. Um, of course, we know Stephen Thompson, man. He's all about the stand up, crazy angles, yeah. crazy kicks, tremendously yeah. elusive, and great um, speed. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, this is a great this is a great fight. One of the things that struck me though when they, they when they were talking to Rory. They asked him a question, and and a lot of his answers were coming across. That you know, he, he was saying things like, "Well, maybe, hopefully, I'll win, or hopefully, I'll come out on top." I didn't really hear the confidence that I think I'm used to hearing from him when he when he speaks or talks about a fight. And I'm wondering how much the loss to Robbie Lawler messed with his mental psyche. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know, man. Rory McDonald's still young, right? I mean, he's he's pretty young still, right? How old is he? Oh yeah. So couldn't be more than twenty eight. Twenty seven. Yeah. So I mean, you, you you know he's got time, but everybody expected. You know, everybody put so much pressure on Rory McDonald when he first came onto the scene that he was going to be that guy, right? That he was going to succeed. You know, see George Saint Pierre, and it's it's just a lot of pressure on him. And you know, when he he didn't win the the Robbie Lawler fight you know, maybe he's trying to take a lot of that pressure off of himself by saying those things and not, you know, overthinking it. So, you know, maybe that's just his way of, uh, you know, not, not over, you know, not, not thinking past the fight, I guess you could say, I don't know. Uh, 
I don't know how else I could say it, but Stephen Thompson, he's on a rise. And, you know, I think the guy does train um, jujitsu. I think he's been working on that. So I think he's got some ground. I would think, I would think with Rory, he's going to try to, he's going to try to cut the distance off and uh, probably try to take him down. Yeah, that 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 would totally be my guess, I, and that, and that would be smart. Roy's got good takedowns. He's a he's a very solid wrestler, and um, I I think if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Thompson's only loss came in a fight where he basically just got out wrestled. He did. I, I recall that fight, and you know I would think since then he's probably you know he's probably done better since then I would think he's worked on it and worked on his jiu jitsu and he looks like he's worked on his takedown defense and you know is able to get back up if he's taken down so Rory you know the tristar guys man you know the camp that Rory's out of those guys are always re- really well rounded so you know if Rory can't Rory's Rory's going to have to cut him off make it dirty and then uh, if that still doesn't work for him, you know that's going to be his next step. He's got to get him. He's got to get him to the canvas. Nine two nine four seven seven one zero seven seven. If you want to give us a call, hit us up on Twitter at Majority MMA. Um, not a whole lot of other big news coming out of the fight uh, that we didn't already know, but uh, or not the fight, but the press conference. So. If you if you get a chance to go by and check it out, I highly recommend it. Uh, pretty entertaining stuff. Um, still no word on anything for UFC 200. Not one fight announced for that card. If they were going to announce something big, I would have thought that today would have been their opportunity to do it. Uh, that just confirms something that we already thought, and that is that they're yeah. waiting to see how Conor McGregor comes out tomorrow night. And uh, so they can plaster his face on that poster as soon as possible. Well, I think I think either either way he makes it onto that card, right? Because uh, I'm sure Dos Anjos will be better by then, right? Maybe. Well, I think so, you're right. If, I think you're I mean, I think right. so. So either way, the they can make a fight, right? Either way, they can make a fight. They can make a 170 fight, or maybe they can. Make a fifty-five fight, or you know, he can just defend at forty-five. But eventually, eventually, it's got to come back around, right? And you got to get another, you got to get another big one, and it can't be, hey, I'm gonna fight, you know, now I'm gonna fight, you know, Nick Diaz. It, it can't be one of those deals, right? It can't be I'm gonna fight the whole scrap pack. It's got to be, you know, it's the next one's got to be for a belt. Yeah, I agree, and you got to credit. Conor McGregor because he's really set himself up for this, right? Because like he said, he really has. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Uh, if he wins, he positioned himself to fight anybody. And I think, you know, this is a guy that other fighters really need to take a look at in terms of the way that he's conducted himself in business. Now, mind you, not everybody's going to have the success or has the charisma or the ability to talk like McGregor does, but top to bottom, this guy, uh, business-wise, has booked himself into the top position of the UFC 
uh, you know, to use a wrestling term. He is the top guy, and he's talked and fought his way right to the top. I, I can't deny it anymore. It's just the right. truth. It is. It is the truth. And, you know, it, it was the hype train, the hype train, the hype train, but what everybody needs to realize is that it's we're past hype train at this point, right? Hype train ended when he when he knocked out Jose Aldo. I mean, when I say knocked, I mean he put Jose Aldo to sleep, right? He knocks out Jose Aldo. He sets up for RDA. He's getting ready for RDA. Jose Aldo's camp says, "Hey, well, you know, we're going through a camp, so if anybody pulls out, we're ready to step in." And then when somebody does pull out, they don't step in. So it discredits him even more. You know, it's it's uh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Now, um, again, it doesn't really even matter what happens because he can still set up the fight for for 55 because he's still the 45 champ. So let's get right into UFC 196. Uh, the weigh-ins, everybody was on point. Conor McGregor came in at 168. I kind of pegged him and thought that he would probably come in somewhere around the 164, 163 range. He, he made it to 168. Uh, word was that he was eating two breakfasts every day this week and uh, very, very heavy lunch and dinners just to make it make up to 168. Um, right. And size could be could be a factor tomorrow night. Diaz, without question, had to cut to get to 170. He'll probably be 175, 178 come fight Absolutely. time. I bet, Conor, I bet Conor McGregor is going to – he weighed in at 168 tonight. I bet he steps in the cage tomorrow at 168. He might even wake up tomorrow at 164. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you you, you know what? You, you might have something there. I mean, that could be true. You know, you know Nate's going to show up probably – almost at 180 pounds, 185 pounds. You know, we've always seen he's a tall guy. He's a big 155-er, so that could work against him. But, I mean, if you look at the case of ben and ben, Benson Henderson versus Brandon Thatch, you remember that fight, you know, just the better guy won that fight. So, yeah, you know, if uh, if McGregor's got – got the skills to avoid, you know, Nate Diaz's, you know, reach and his grappling, I think I think he's in good shape. Yeah, you know, and that's and you're right. That's that that'll be the question. If in fact Nate Diaz does have a significant size and weight advantage or or weight advantage, let's say tomorrow night, can he put it to use for him? Can right. he get inside of Conor McGregor? Can he get him to the ground? Diaz has a great ground game. His takedowns, meh, you know. Yeah. They're not that great. So it's it's a big question. I don't think I've ever seen – you don't ever really see Nate Diaz take people down a lot, but you see Mm -hmm. people take him down a lot, which I don't understand why because he's got a lot of submission victories. He's really good on the ground. Him and his brother are real crafty on the ground. And, uh, you know, it, it could go either way. Yeah, we haven't, really we haven't really gotten, we haven't really gotten to see Connor on the ground a whole lot. So it's, uh, it, it poses, it poses, a, you know, with weight, with the weight, the reach difference, it poses, it poses a completely different threat, but I'm, I'm excited to see it. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see it too, and and I think Connor. You know, again, as much as I want to see Nate Diaz get this fight to the ground and choke him or armbar him or, you know, the number of myriad of ways that Nate Diaz could finish this fight on the ground, I just don't see it happening, man. I think this fight will be lucky to see a second round. I think Conor McGregor is poised to walk right through Nate Diaz. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I on this? Am am are are we? Am I on the show with the right person? Did you just pick Conor <laughs> McGregor to win this fight? I, I think uh, I, I think did. I think that I think that alone is worth a press conference by itself. <laughs> you picking Conor McGregor is worth a press conference by itself. I don't think you've ever picked that guy to win all the way until he won. And then, uh, but but hey, man, if uh, you're feeling it, I'm feeling it. So, you know what? I got a prediction here from a fan. He says, I got McGregor by third-round KO and Misha with a convincing upset over home. Yeah, that's an interesting one. We want to get to that, we want to get to that one in to a second. But for the record, I believe I picked Conor McGregor to beat Chad Mendez. I can't remember. I don't remember. It seems like there was one fight that he just recently had. I, said, I think you thought the red thing talk, was going to take him out in that one. You convinced me to change my pick at the last <laughs> minute. I can't remember. I think I think you were going to pick RDA in the in the last one, but you know because hey, RDA is a beast, man. I think you were going to pick RDA in the last one, but we we haven't seen that one play out yet, so we don't really know. An interesting fight tomorrow night. One quick side note that was really interesting: um, Conor McGregor will officially become the first fighter in MMA history to have a disclosed payday of $1 million. Nice. $1 million bucks. Paul, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is before, before win money, before bonuses, before pay-per-view, and before sponsorships. So, uh, yeah, hey, gr- hey, great job, Conor McGregor, because, you know, all <laughs> Everything that all these other guys are taking the UFC to court for, he's just uh, he's he's not helping them make a case at all. No, no, not at all. Uh, Nate Diaz, I think, is going to get his biggest single payday, uh, and they got him down for a hundred grand. They got yeah. Holly Holm down for they got Holly Holm down for five hundred five hundred thousand dollars. That's show, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's whether that's she wins money. or loses, she gets half a million dollars. Good for her, man. That's great. That's great money, mixed martial arts, man. You know what? And you know, for everybody, is is it is it a twenty million dollar boxing payday? No, it's not. But they haven't reached that pinnacle yet, right? And everybody keeps forgetting that. You know, those lower level guys, you know, that aren't fighting for the titles and things in boxing, man, they're not making but twenty, thirty grand a fight, maybe. Right, and the lower level guys, they're making like a couple of hundred dollars a fight. So, you know, you know, MMA is not far off, man. They're not far off. They just don't have the, uh, you know, they don't have the crazy promoters involved in it yet. And thank God, because you know, to have, you know, twenty eight different belts under, you know, four different sanctions and got, you know, what else? I, I just, I don't know if I could handle it at that point. 
Well, you know, it, it's, a, it, it's a conversation for another day, but that's exactly what those guys that are suing the UFC for are trying to get it to become. Right. Uh, they, they want it open. And open right. means open to whatever promoter wants to put his hat in there, which it's already like that, you know. But if your contracts are open and you can fight for whoever you want to, that's exactly what's going to happen. Is it's going to end up being yeah. boxing. Absolutely. I but, hope it uh, doesn't get that saturated, but I hope they keep some sort of control on it. But, hey, you know what, I'm just no, going to run with it while they got it. I think it will. I, I think Dana White and the Fertitas have a lock on what on – on what they're doing. I don't think it's going to change. Let's get let's get into the co-main event, and that's going to be Holly Holm defending the women's bantamweight title against Misha Tate. We got the opinion from a listener, Misha Tate, for the upset. I definitely think that Misha Tate poses a completely different threat, a more much, much more well-rounded threat than Ronda Rousey did to Holly Holm. And uh, this is a very interesting matchup. How do you see this fight breaking down? Well, in the past, and everybody forgets this fight. Does anybody remember when Misha Tate fought Kat Zingano? Oh, yeah, sure. Kat, Kat Zingano was the bigger, stronger fighter. She wore Misha Tate. I mean, she just she just wore her out, man. She made her look like a bloody mess. And, you know, the only reason she... The only reason Misha got that second title fight against Ronda Rousey was because Kat Zingano got hurt and couldn't fulfill her duties on the Ultimate Fighter show and, you know, couldn't fight, basically. And that's that's why Misha got that second title fight. But she got just ruined by Kat Zingano, who is a bigger, more versatile striker. So, man, I got to go with Holly Holm on this one. I just I just feel like... She comes from the. She comes from a great camp. She comes from the camp that is known for game plans. And if uh, she can stay off the ground, I mean, I just think it's a it's a different striking approach for Misha Tate. Yeah, I agree. And while I think that Misha Tate is definitely the more rounded, well-rounded fighter, maybe. I, yeah. Again, as it, as it was with Ronda. And Holly, Holly's one tool that she's so great at is so much better than Misha's. Just like Ronda with the grappling and the judo and the submissions. So right. much better than Misha, even though Misha might be more of a complete fighter. And I think that's going right. to make a difference. And I think Holly Holm, is a, Holly Holm is an extremely strong lady. And I don't think Misha Tate's going to just yank her to the ground like she's done other people uh, in the past. Yeah, I don't see it. I, don't, I mean, I don't see that. And I could be wrong, and I don't know, but uh, I got to I gotta go with Holly Holm on this one because, uh, you know, while while 80% of all these fights do somewhat, somehow, somewhere end up on the ground, right, 100% of them stand, start standing. And if she doesn't give her that opportunity, I think she's got a good chance. If Ronda Rousey couldn't throw Holly Holm to the ground, I wouldn't bet that Misha Tate can drag her to the ground. That, right. that would be my guess. Right. Um, She'd and, have to make you know, it dirty, push, press her against the fence, you know, yeah. and you know, and yeah, you know, and do you know what a wrestler does, right? She she'd have to do it that way. So yeah, so the big question there for me is I think you'll know within the first few minutes of the fight whether or not 
Misha Tate has a chance, and that's if she can set up her takedown and make it dirty, make it a dirty, nasty fight. Or is Holly going to be able to dance around her and use her links and her kicks to keep that distance? I mean, that, that's pretty much the way I think it's going to go, and I think Holly's going to uh, win a, probably a, a solid five-round good fight decision if she doesn't yeah. put her down somewhere in the third or fourth. Right. So, yeah, you know, it, and it, it could go all five. You know, I think Misha Tate's the only one to take Ronda Rousey into two rounds. It's funny how Styles make weird matchups, right? Because she got worn out by Kat Zingano, right? But can take Ronda into the second round, and Ronda finishes Kat in 14 seconds and just totally gets blasted by Holly Holm. So it's kind of a weird deal how, you know, you know, in boxing, they say everybody's got a puncher's chance. In mixed martial arts, man, there's just so many ways to lose. It's ridiculous. Let's take a look at some of the other fights going down. Um, you know, a few interesting names on the card. Uh, Amanda Nunes is fighting. Valentina Shevchenko. Give or take a little bit of the pronunciation there. This is, an, this is a pretty interesting ladies' bantamweight fight here. Amanda's a pretty tough lady, uh, but uh, so is Valentina. She's, I want to say she's somewhere around a 12 and one record, but yeah, that's what I think you're about right there. What if, if anybody knows anything about Valentina Shevchenko, she's 52 and one in kickboxing. There you go. In In Thai boxing. So she, that's a tough girl. Amanda Nunez is a tough girl, man. I'm expecting that one to be kind of a war. So I'm hoping it is what I think it's going to be. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be an interesting fight. And then, of course, Jim Miller and Diego Sanchez, the forgotten fight that's relegated to Fight Pass, won't even be on television. That's going to be an exciting fight. I can't wait to see that one. So for all you listeners out there, tune in for that one because that one's going to be a good fight. What is the game plan going up against him? The game plan is to go in there, hit him with some good sh- don't get hit, and uh, come home with a pocket full of cash. Pocket, pocket full, full of cash. cash. 